Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Ricky. I jumped out of bed as soon as my phone alarm went off. I'd been consistently waking up at 2 a.m. to play Roblox until about 5 in the morning. Then I'd go back to bed and sleep until it was time for school. I was so sleepy during the day, but I would still wake up at night to play Roblox because I enjoyed it so much. One night, while playing Roblox in the dark in a total trance, the light in my room suddenly turned on. I got caught. I turned my head, shivering with fear. My parents stood in the doorway. My mom sounded disappointed. Honey, I can't believe it. Are you so addicted to your games that you have to sneak in the middle of the night? How long has this been going on? She asked. My dad was absolutely furious. Ricky, from now on, no more video games for you. You're not allowed anywhere near the computer. I'm confiscating your phone as well, he yelled. My parents had a right to be angry with me. To be honest, I was going crazy with Roblox. Over the next few days, my Roblox addiction started getting to me. I couldn't think of anything but Roblox. Please let me play for an hour after school, I pleaded with my parents. I promise I'll never play anything more than that, but they wouldn't listen. I begged them so much that my dad finally gave in under one condition. I had to do chores in exchange for time playing Roblox. An hour of helping earned me 15 minutes to play Roblox. This meant that I had to work four hours to play Roblox for just one. Sounds strict, I know, but what choice did I have? After getting home from school, I cleaned out the garage, mowed the lawn, and did a bunch of laundry. That hour of Roblox after work had never been so much fun. One day, my dad said, Since you've taken such good care around the house, I have an offer for you. You know that your grandma lives alone. How do you feel about earning more Roblox hours doing her chores? I always loved going to my grandmother's house. I'd take any excuse to see her more. I'd be happy to help out, I said. But I paused for a moment, thinking about how I could sweeten the deal. It takes a half hour to get to grandma's by bus. You've got yourself a deal if you count my time on the bus toward my chore time, I replied. <laughs> deal, my dad said laughing. I like this Roblox game. It definitely keeps you productive. <laughs>
When I got to grandma's, I told her about my agreement with my dad. <laughs> Great, <laughs> she laughed. Actually, there's not much work to do in my house. You can do my grocery shopping, some minor chores, and sit and watch TV with me. The last part can be our little secret. <laughs> On the days I went to grandma's, I never felt tired. I'd quickly finish a few chores, and she'd make popcorn on the stovetop. Then the two of us would watch a movie on Netflix. Thanks to my grandma, earning Roblox hours was easy. One afternoon, while getting her groceries, I noticed that most of the items on her list were for me. I immediately recognized the ingredients for grandma's famous cinnamon rolls. She made them just the way I liked them when I got back. That day, as I was leaving, she said, Rent's due today. Do you mind heading to the ATM and dropping my rent at the front office? But then I'll have your card until my next visit. Are you sure you won't need it? I asked her. I've got everything I need here at home, thanks to you. Plus, I only use that card to get cash for the rent. You can keep the card and give it back to me next time you're here, she replied. I needed the password for the card to take out the money. I was surprised to find out that it was my birth year. Knowing Grandma had picked my birth year instead of any of her other grandkids made me proud. I had to ask why. Maybe it's because you're my favorite grandchild. What do you think? She said, giving me a big hug. I knew my grandmother loved me, but that was the first time I realized I was her favorite. I left her house and went to the closest ATM to get the money. Then I went to her building's management office and paid her rent. I took the bus back home. While playing Roblox later that night, I remembered a new game my friends mentioned at school. I was disappointed to learn it was paid. And even though I had previously bought some paid games on Roblox, none of them were this expensive. That's when I got an idea. I still had Grandma's card. I could just buy some Robux and explain during my next visit. She'd understand. After all, I was her favorite grandchild. I needed 1,700 Robux for the game, which cost about $20 on my Grandma's card. The next evening, I saw another paid game on Roblox. I'd already registered my Grandma's debit card to my account. I figured it would be okay to spend more of her money since she loved me. That's what I told myself as I bought 4,500 Robux. Unfortunately, the same thing happened the following evening. I can spend however much I want for my grandma's card, I told myself. I'm her favorite grandchild. I'm sure she'll be happy to find out I'm having so much fun with my favorite game. I bought 20,000 Robux with my grandma's debit card that night and spent it all on masks, hats, t-shirts, and games. When I went to do my grandma's chores, I gave her her debit card back. You can keep it and pay the rent again next month, she said. I felt incredibly guilty, but I'd spent so much money from her bank account that I was too ashamed to say anything. All I was able to manage was, you keep the card. I don't feel comfortable carrying it around. As I was leaving, grandma asked, Ricky, is everything okay with you today? Or did something happen at home? I forced a smile and said, no, it's all good. Oh, I'm so glad. You're such a good boy. I'd do anything to see you happy, she said, giving me a big hug. It wouldn't have been an issue if I had stopped there. Yes, I would have let Grandma down, but I'm sure she would have forgiven me. Unfortunately, I didn't stop. Grandma's card was linked to my Roblox account. This meant that I could spend as much as I wanted, and that's exactly what I did, recklessly. I was out of control. I kept buying Robux non-stop, spending it on trivial things as if Roblox had possessed me. One night, when I tried to buy more Robux, I got an error message saying, not enough funds in your bank account. That was the moment I realized I'd wasted every cent Grandma had. The worst part was the rent was due the next day. When I arrived at Grandma's, I forced myself to ring the bell. 
I was sure she would send me to pay the rent at some point. There weren't many errands to run that day. Grandma treated me to her fantastic cooking, and we had such a great time together. But the moment I feared most arrived as I was leaving. She handed me her debit card and said, Ricky, would you please get the money from the ATM and pay the rent? I took the card without saying anything. As soon as I was outside, I couldn't contain myself. I started crying. There was no point in going to the ATM because there was no money left in Grandma's bank account. I had spent it all, down to the last penny. I wasn't going to be able to pay Grandma's rent. She'd get evicted from her house because of me. My thoughts rushed to find a solution, but I couldn't think of anything. When I got back home, my eyes were puffy and red from crying. When my mom saw me, she was worried. Ricky, what's wrong, honey? She asked. My dad was also curious to hear what I had to say. At that moment, I knew there was no other way out of this. The tears started flowing again. I'm so sorry. I did something terrible. Grandma asked me to get the money from her bank account to pay her rent, but I couldn't do it because I spent all the money in her account on Roblox, I said. Dad gave me a wild-eyed look. What do you mean? Why did you have your grandma's money in the first place, he asked. She gave me her debit card. I put her card info on my Roblox account. I don't even know how much I've spent, but whatever amount she had in that account is long gone. I sobbed. My mom stood in shock. Am I hearing this correctly? Did you really just go and spend all of that poor woman's life savings on a game? I didn't have anything to say. I simply nodded in shame. I can't allow someone so irresponsible to live in this house. You're not our son anymore. We're disowning you, my dad screamed. I had no idea his reaction would be so extreme. Dad, I'm so sorry. I'll never touch Roblox again. Please forgive me. I begged. Don't apologize to us. Go apologize to your grandmother. Your father's right. We can't let you live in this house anymore. Mom agreed. That night, my parents disowned me. I had nowhere to go but grandma's. I owed her a big apology. I had to confess everything and ask her to forgive me. When I made it to grandma's, she welcomed me with all smiles. Oh, Ricky, you poor dear. Your dad called me and told me everything. Come on in. You can stay with me until we get this mess sorted, she said. But Grandma, I spent all of your money. How are you going to pay rent? Where are we going to go? I'm so sorry for what I did. Please forgive me. I started mumbling through my tears. She said, oh, I've known about that this whole time. When you made your first purchase, I got a notification from the bank. At first, I didn't pay much attention, but the messages kept coming. I called the bank and transferred my money into a different account. By the time I was able to stop it, you had managed to spend $1,800. I can't imagine how a smart young man spends that much on a game, but I'm glad that you finally saw your mistake. I couldn't believe it, but having her forgiveness was such a relief. <clears throat> Grandma, you have no idea how much this means to me. I was so scared that I had spent all of the money you had, I said, hugging her tightly. I've been living with my grandmother since that day. I've entirely cut Roblox out of my life, as you might have guessed. I've been working part-time after school. I'm determined to pay back the $1,800 I spent, even if it takes months. My parents are still mad at me, and they have every right to be. I miss them a lot. Hopefully, they can find it in their hearts to forgive me one day. My name is Alexei, and I come from a family of Russian oligarchs. Wealth has always been a part of my life, but I never really felt like I belonged in that world. I remember the time my father offered me a pet tiger for my birthday. Even then, I knew it wasn't for me. So, 
I decided to leave that life behind and go undercover, blending into society as a poor man. I found a modest apartment in the city and landed a job at a company that, unbeknownst to everyone, was actually owned by my family. I kept my true identity shrouded in secrecy, a ticking time bomb waiting to explode. I worked under David, my boss, who constantly disrespected me. Every slight he threw my way only fueled my determination to keep my secret, biding my time for the perfect moment to reveal the truth. Little did he know who he was truly dealing with or the sheer magnitude of the surprise that awaited him. One day, David decided to break me in front of everyone. Alexei, your incompetence never ceases to amaze me. Do you have any idea how much your mistakes cost this company? I rolled my eyes, deciding to clap back with some wit. You know, David, they say great leaders inspire greatness in others, but all you seem to inspire is a headache. David's face turned red with anger. You insolent little! Watch your tongue, or you'll be out of a job before you can say unemployment! I smirked, feeling the suspense build up. Well, if I'm so terrible at my job, David, why don't you tell me exactly how to improve? Or is it that you're too busy driving that shiny Lambo of yours to bother with us lowly employees? He clenched his jaw, struggling to find a retort. You! You just wait! Alexei, one of these days you'll learn the hard way that you can't talk to your superior like that! Oh, I can't wait for that day, David. I replied with a grin, fully aware of the dramatic irony in our conversation. Little did he know that the power dynamic would soon shift in my favor. David's face turned red, but before he could respond, Natasha walked into the room. As Natasha, a breathtaking woman exuding sophistication, sauntered into the office, her presence was like a magnet, instantly grabbing my attention. I found myself captivated by her beauty, yet I couldn't shake the underlying feeling of arrogance and materialism that clung to her aura. It was a dangerous combination, but the enigma that surrounded her had me hopelessly intrigued, ensnaring me in a web of suspense and attraction. As she walked by my desk, I gathered my courage and decided to strike up a conversation. Excuse me. I said, trying to sound as suave as possible. I don't think we've met before. I'm Alexi. She arched an eyebrow and looked me up and down, her gaze assessing me like a priceless artifact. Natasha, she replied with a cool, detached tone. So, Alexi, what brings you to this mundane world of nine-to-fine drudgery? I grinned, embracing the challenge her question presented. Ah, well, Natasha... Sometimes you have to experience the ordinary to truly appreciate the extraordinary, don't you think? She smirked, clearly intrigued by my response. Interesting perspective. You're not like the others here, are you, Alexei? I leaned in, lowering my voice to a conspirational whisper. Maybe I'm not, Natasha, but that's for you to discover, isn't it? As our conversation continued, the electricity between us was palpable, making the air around us crackle with anticipation. The meeting of our two worlds promised an adventure neither of us could have ever imagined. Over the next few months, Natasha and I grew closer, and I slowly fell in love with her, despite her materialistic tendencies. One day, I decided to take a leap of faith and propose to her with my grandmother's ring, an exquisite piece worth millions of dollars. As I got down on one knee, I presented the ring to Natasha, 
whose eyes widened in disbelief. Alexei, is this some kind of joke? She scoffed, inspecting the ring with a look of disgust. This looks so cheap. How could you think I'd accept such a pathetic proposal? I was taken aback by her reaction, my heart sinking with disappointment. I tried to speak up, but she cut me off. You're nothing, Alexei. You can't give me the life I deserve. And now that I think about it, I'm leaving you. For David, the words hit me like a ton of bricks. David, my arrogant, condescending boss. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. But before I could process the situation, Natasha tossed the precious ring away. A cruel dismissal of our love. Crushed and betrayed, I knew it was time to return to my true identity and give Natasha the taste of the high life she so desperately craved. I sought solace in my family's luxurious yacht, moored in the city's marina. The next day, as I was leaving the yacht with a group of influential business people, I spotted Natasha and David approaching in his Lamborghini. The sight of me surrounded by wealth and power instantly piqued Natasha's interest, and she rushed over, interrupting our conversation. Alexei, I had no idea you were, well, who you really are, she stammered, her eyes wide with shock and regret. I was so wrong about you. Could you ever forgive me? I smirked, feeling the suspense of the moment. Oh, I'll take you back, Natasha, but be prepared for the wildest ride of your life. And so began my plan to teach Natasha a lesson about valuing people for who they are, not their wealth. Little did she know the roller coaster of emotions and experiences that awaited her. Every single day, I planned a new, over the top event, immersing her in the madness of wealth and excess. Our first stop was a lavish gala held in a beautiful mansion, the event dripping with opulence. As we walked around through the grand entrance, Natasha's eyes sparkled, taking in the breathtaking surroundings. I never knew such a world existed, Alexei, she admitted. Awestruck, I smirked, already sensing her discomfort. Oh, Natasha, this is only the beginning, I teased, leading her to the dance floor where we waltzed the night away. As the days went by, the extravagance only increased, from exclusive fashion shows to attending private concerts with world-famous musicians, I was determined to push Natasha to her limits. She began to struggle with the constant onslaught of luxurious experiences the superficiality of it all becoming more evident. With every passing day, the pressure mounted. Natasha's eyes widened as she attended yet another opulent event or boarded another private jet. Alexei, I feel so out of place here, she whispered, her voice wavering. I leaned in, my voice low and deliberate. But, Natasha, isn't this the life you always wanted? Surrounded by wealth and luxury, day by day, I could see her growing more and more exhausted with the constant whirlwind of extravagance. The constant barrage of luxury was taking its toll on her, pushing her to the breaking point. Finally, one night as we stood on the deck of my family's yacht, I could see that Natasha had reached her limit. The once alluring world of the ultra-rich had become a suffocating, hollow existence, and she could no longer bear it. As her eyes filled with tears, I revealed the truth about the ring she had so carelessly discarded. That ring, Natasha, was worth millions. Your inability to see its true value only proves how blinded you were by wealth and status. Natasha's voice trembled as she spoke. I'm so sorry, Alexei. 
I didn't know. I didn't understand. I sighed, the suspense hanging heavy in the air, knowing that the time had come to confront her. Natasha, do you realize why I did all of this? I asked, my voice laced with emotion. She looked at me, her eyes filled with confusion. What do you mean, Alexei? I took a deep breath, ready to reveal the truth. I wanted to teach you the importance of valuing people for who they are, not their wealth, all the luxuries, the extravagance. It was all a lesson. A tense silence settled between us as the reality of my words sank in. Slowly, Natasha began to understand the lesson I had been trying to teach her. Finally saw the superficiality of the ultra-wealthy lifestyle and how it had distorted her priorities. Tears welled up in her eyes as she reached for my hand. Alexei, I... I never realized how wrong I was. I can't believe you went through all of this just to teach me a lesson. I nodded, my eyes locked on hers. I did it because I love you, Natasha, and I believe you can change. As Natasha's perspective shifted over time, she began to appreciate the simpler things in life, cherishing the love and personal growth that came with it. Together, we realized that wealth and status were not the keys to happiness, and we decided to leave that world behind. But life had other plans. Enter Anastasia, the daughter of another wealthy family, who was determined to win my heart. She constantly tried to impress me with her lavish lifestyle and endless resources, attempting to lure me back into the world I had left behind. The tension between Natasha and Anastasia grew as they both competed for my affection. One evening, at a charity event, the rivalry between them reached its climax. Anastasia approached me, her eyes glittering with determination. Alexei, you belong in our world, not with someone like Natasha. She'll never understand you like I do. I raised an eyebrow, intrigued by her audacity. Really, Anastasia, and what makes you think you understand me so well? But before I could get a response, Natasha stepped forward, her face a mix of anger and hurt. Alexei doesn't need your world, Anastasia. He's seen the emptiness it brings, and so have I. Anastasia scoffed, her eyes narrowing. You're just afraid of losing him, Natasha. But you can't compete with me. I can give him everything you can't. Natasha stood her ground, her eyes locked on Anastasia. It's not about what you can give him. It's about who you are. Alexei isn't swayed by material things anymore. The air was thick with suspense as I looked between the two women. Knowing I had to make a choice, I took Natasha's hand, facing Anastasia with a resolute expression. Anastasia, your world has nothing to offer me. Natasha and I have found happiness in each other, not in material possessions. Anastasia's face fell, and she stormed off, leaving us alone. Natasha looked up at me, her eyes filled with gratitude and love. Thank you, Alexei. I'm so glad we've learned the true value of life together. As the weeks went by, Natasha and I continued to grow closer, embracing our new life together. One day, while we were packing our belongings to move to a more modest home, Natasha stumbled upon something that took her breath away. The ring she had once thrown away in a fit of arrogance and misunderstanding. Her eyes welled with tears as she picked up the exquisite piece, now understanding its true value. Alexei. She whispered, her voice filled with emotion. I found the ring, the one you proposed with. I can't believe it's been here all along. 
I walked over, a tender smile on my face, and took the ring from her trembling hand. It's never too late, Natasha, I said softly, taking her hand in mine. Will you marry me? Not for the wealth or the status, but for the love we found together. Natasha nodded, tears streaming down her cheeks. Yes, Alexei, yes, I will. I gently slid the ring onto her finger, and we embraced, our hearts overflowing with love and gratitude. Together, we faced our future with renewed determination, ready to leave behind the world of wealth and embrace the true, authentic life that awaited us. Hand in hand, we walked away from our past, ready to embark on a new journey. Our story, full of suspense and twists, came to a close with a powerful message about the importance of humility, love, and personal growth. Lessons we would carry with us for the rest of our lives. Ms. Lopez was easily the best-looking teacher at our school, so sometimes I gave her compliments like, Miss Lopez, you look stunning today. Oh, thank you. That means a lot coming from a handsome boy like you. She gave me a kiss on my cheek, and my classmates were shocked. How could a teacher flirt so openly with her student? Well, for the school's Christmas party, Miss Lopez came dressed like a stripper Santa. I'm not exaggerating. The principal even made her change her outfit because it was too short. That's the kind of woman she was. But then I failed my Spanish exam and asked Miss Lopez if she would let me pass the course anyway. She responded, Okay, let's make a deal. I will give you a B-plus on your report card if you give me a compliment that makes me blush. Oh, <laughs> well, that's easy, Miss Lopez, because you are so beautiful that I would date you even if you were my own daughter. I wondered if I had gone too far, but she <laughs> bursted out laughing and said, You little perv, you have such a dirty mind. But okay, I'll let you pass the course. Maybe we flirted too much, though, because rumors spread that Miss Lopez and I were having an affair. The guys thought it was cool and gave me props, but one girl couldn't take it. My annoying girlfriend, Whitney. She completely freaked out when Miss Lopez told me, I can't believe you haven't found a girlfriend yet. You are such a cutie. I am his girlfriend! And now stop hitting on him, you shameless tramp! What? He is dating you? What a shame. He could do so much better. If that wasn't mean enough, Miss Lopez asked me to stay for a private talk after class. Problem was that Whitney refused to leave my side. She said, You are just a sad old lady who can't find a guy. That's why you're trying to steal my boyfriend away from me. <laughs> oh, I can have any man I want. But your boyfriend and I have a special connection. I just can't get him out of my mind. As revenge, Whitney drew an unflattering caricature of her on the blackboard. When Miss Lopez saw it, she immediately said, Whitney, did you draw that? Huh? Why? Does the drawing remind you of someone? Look, if you have a problem with my clothing style, just tell it to my face. That's not a style. It's an embarrassment. Well, why don't we ask the guys? Hey, listen up. If you think I'm better dressed than Whitney, please raise your hand. All the boys sided with Miss Lopez, and Whitney got so mad I had to stop her from throwing her water bottle at her. And the following week, we went on a three-day class trip. We wanted to do a canoe tour, so Miss Lopez split us up into teams of two. When I was left without a partner, she said, Looks like we are together, my cutie. No way! My boyfriend stays with me! Actually, I am the teacher, 
and I get to decide. Whitney threw a huge tantrum, and Miss Lopez was forced to call her parents so they would pick her up. But first, Whitney took me aside and said, Promise me to stay away from that witch! I can't. She's my teacher. And I am your girlfriend, and you do what I tell you to do! But of course I didn't. The canoe tour was awesome. Miss Lopez wore a hot sundress, and we had a nice chat. There's something wrong with your girlfriend. Yeah, she's kind of annoying. Have you ever dated a real woman? Not just a girl? I don't think so. Not yet. Well, I think I can change that. What do you think? Can you put some sunscreen on my shoulders? Touching and massaging her skin felt so good. But we didn't go any further. Not even a little kiss. Only on the last night of our trip, Miss Lopez came to my bed and whispered, I want you to act sick tomorrow morning, so we can stay here another night while everyone else drives home. She didn't have to ask twice. I pretended to have a bad stomachache, and then Miss Lopez came into the dorm, saying, Oh, my poor baby, you look awful. You are not fit to go in the bus and drive home. But don't worry, I will take care of you. It was perfect. Once everyone was gone, Ms. Lopez put her arms around me and kissed me on my mouth. We kept going for hours until I got a message from Whitney asking, Why didn't you come back home? You were sick! Of course I didn't respond. Ms. Lopez was more important than my girlfriend. But in the evening, we went to a pub, and that's when Whitney stormed in. She threw Ms. Lopez to the ground and screamed, There you are! Seducing teenagers! You should go to prison for the rest of your life! Stop it, Whitney. I'm 18. Ms. Lopez and I can do whatever we want. Yeah, listen to your boyfriend. He likes me more than you. She leaned over and started kissing me again. It was so good, but then Whitney pulled Ms. Lopez's hair again and they started fighting over me. It was a lot of fun to watch, but I had to separate them. Whitney, go home. I'm breaking up with you. Ha! You lost. Your boyfriend chose me because I'm way hotter than you. That's when Whitney started crying. I felt bad and wanted to give her a hug. But Ms. Lopez stepped between us and threw her beer all over Whitney. You get what you deserve, chica. Then Ms. Lopez took me to her room and we made out until sunrise. It was the best night of my life, even though I still felt guilty. When I got back home, I immediately messaged Whitney. I'm sorry for how I treated you, and I hope I haven't hurt you too badly. She responded with photos of Ms. Lopez's car. The windows were smashed, and the whole car was covered in graffiti with nasty words on it. I guess women are just crazy when it comes to dating men. I've always heard that being homeschooled was boring. And I guess sometimes it could be true. You don't get to meet a lot of people. You don't get to make new friends. The only people I know are my parents, my cousins, and the three tutors my mom and dad hired to teach me. But I never got lonely. And my life was amazing. See, my parents are both owners of a huge game developing company. They're huge gamers themselves. So as soon as I could speak, mom and dad have been sharing their passion with me. While most kids are prohibited by their parents from playing video games, I was encouraged to do so. My first ever birthday gift was an Xbox. I would play day in and day out. 
on one condition, of course, that I finish my homework before I put a controller in my hand. What's more is that mom and dad paid me for it. For every hour that I put into playing games, they paid me a hundred bucks. I was their most important game tester. I would be the first one to try out every new game they made. And depending on whether or not I enjoyed it, they would either release the game or scrap it altogether. Not everyone agreed with my parents' methods, though. I heard the neighbors talking behind my mom and dad's back when they came to visit. They would express their concerns about me being cooped up at home and being in front of a screen most of the time. And the kids in our neighborhood didn't like me at all. I think they were jealous that mom and dad let me do what I want. And they were jealous of the fact that I had all the games I wanted and all the consoles that their parents never got for them. I had all the Xboxes, all the Playstations, three gaming PCs, and every handheld imaginable. Well, they had to do chores. I was getting paid to play games. I thought having lots of toys would make making friends much easier. I thought I could invite them over and they'd like me. But they only came for my toys. They didn't care about me at all, and they certainly didn't want to be friends. In fact, whenever they'd come over to visit, they'd grab my controller from me and banish me from the game room. We don't want you in here, Nolan. Yeah, you're weird. You have no friends and you're homeschooled. Homeschooled kids always turn out weird. I bet you'll grow up to become a creep. Now get out. They didn't care that it was my console, my game room, or my house. They treated me like I was some sort of pest. High school was different, though. I convinced my parents to send me to a regular school. And because I begged and begged and promised Mom and Dad that I'd make sure I'd get top grades, they eventually let me. It was tough. I didn't know anyone. And I was a huge nerd. At first, some people were interested in getting to know the new kid. But when I opened my mouth, everything fell apart. I had no idea how to talk to other people. And most of the time, I'd ramble on and on and on and on and on and on about boring subjects. Eventually, I got branded as the school weirdo. And not many people wanted to hang out with me. There were a few people who did hang out with me, but it wasn't great. They only wanted to be my friends because of the things I had. Whenever there was a big game release, they would use me to ask my parents to give them the game before it hits the stores. And they would constantly badger me about getting free merch. They supported me whenever I'd compete in esports tournaments, but only so that they could get free tickets and sit in the VIP area. They've weaseled their way into more than a few exclusive events and Comic-Cons just by being my friend. And at first... I was happy to share all the perks in my life. After all, they were my friends. But then they stopped talking to me at school. They would ignore me whenever they didn't need anything from me. And when I'd try to sit with them, they'd shoo me away. It got to a point where they treated me like they didn't know me at all. Psst, why are you here? Can't you, like, go eat somewhere else? Yeah, can't you see we're talking here? Unless you've got a new game you're giving us, you can't sit with us. Now leave. The only time I got to really see them was when there was a sleepover or a party at my house. Whenever that happened, they were all in attendance. 
and they acted like angels in front of mom and dad. But as soon as they left us alone, they'd push me out of the room and force me to sit outside. Luckily, high school didn't last forever. And in college, I finally got over my awkward phase. I met a pretty girl called Hanako, and we hit it off instantly. She and I liked a lot of the same things. She was a gamer too, and we spent a lot of our time talking about our favorites and playing together. One day, my mom and dad hired me to officially be a game tester for their company, and I convinced them to hire Hanako as well. We studied during the day, and at night, we played to our heart's content. Hanako and I fell deeply in love. Or... At least, I did. Because one night, as I was sitting in the dark with my mom, my friends and our co-workers getting ready to surprise Hanako for her birthday, she walked in with someone none of us were expecting. It was my dad. And they were kissing. They had no idea we were there. As they made their way into the house, Hanako turned the lights on. She jumped in utter shock. She was so mortified at discovering that everyone she knew was there. It looked like her spirit left her body. Happy birthday. I, I guess. Dad went into panic mode. Nora, uh, sweetheart, it's not what it looks like. Really? Were you giving your son's girlfriend first aid? Was she drowning from the air so you had to resuscitate her? I want you out of the house, Joe. I want you out tonight. Baby, Nora, sweetheart, calm down. It's nothing. She's just a fling. Come on now. You know how it is with these girls. They attach themselves to powerful men like me because they want to get ahead at work. I promised her a promotion. That's it. Uh, excuse me? Hanako finally snapped out of her shock. She was mad. A fling? You liar! You told me you were going to leave her! For me! You told her you'd get rid of her and we could finally run the company together! Then she turned to my mom and looked her up and down. You are old news! I'm the new queen in town! Mom wasted no time in slapping her across the face. You'll be homeless and broke before I let any of that happen, Missy! I admire your ambition, but you flew too close to the sun. As it so happens, I invited the entire board of directors tonight. And after this display, I doubt any one of them will side with either of you. I move to remove my soon-to-be ex-husband as CEO and board member. All in favor? One hand rose up from the crowd. Then two. Soon, every single board member there had their hands up. Mom smiled at Hanako. Oh, and you're fired, sweetheart. But why is the entire board of directors here? Because I had an important announcement to make. I invited all these people here because I took out a small velvet box from my pocket and I showed them the gold ring inside. The diamond was massive, and when Hanako saw it, her eyes saw dollar signs. Well, this was all a huge mistake anyways. We can still fix this, uh, right? I laughed in her face. Get lost, gold digger! Don't ever come near me again! I threw the ring into the fireplace and walked out of there. 
I managed to keep the tears in until I was alone. But as soon as I went out and sat down in the garden, I started sobbing like a baby. I thought Hanukkah was the love of my life. I loved her with all my heart, and just like that, everything was ruined. I didn't know what to do, or how to keep going. But someone showed me kindness that night. I felt the tap on my shoulder, and when I looked up, I saw my secretary, June. She offered me a tissue, and I took it gratefully. I blew my nose and apologized. What for? For... Losing it? For crying over a stupid gold digger? June giggled. I... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for laughing. I'm not laughing at you. I know. It probably hurts a lot. But... If I were you, I wouldn't waste a single tear over someone like that. You are Nolan Summers. You're a prodigy at gaming. You've been an incredible game tester since you were a kid. You've won several international esports competitions. You're a legend amongst gamers. And your family owns the country's biggest game company. If anything, she should be the one crying now. I smiled at her. Thank you. You're very kind for saying all that. I'm just stating facts. You're amazing, and any girl would be lucky to have you. Thanks to June, I learned to get back up and try again. I focused all my energy into work. I developed amazing games with my mom, and when my dad tried to start up his own game company, we crushed him beneath our heels and sued him for using our trademarks and ideas. He and Hanukkah soon broke up when she realized he was going to be broke for a long time, and she never got any jobs in the gaming industry after news of the scandal broke out. Last I heard, she was flipping burgers for a living. I took the company to new heights, and then my own pet project won Game of the Year. I was so happy that day that I decided to propose again, this time to June. She said yes. We're four years married now, and I can't be happier. We have two kids, and I built them both an amazing game room. One day, when they're old enough, June and I will share with them the wonderful world of gaming that I discovered when I was little. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.